up, everyone? Thank you for tuning into Tethered, a podcast dedicated to helping followers of Jesus stay connected to Him day by day. My prayer for this episode is that it would encourage you, challenge you, and propel you to abide more deeply in Jesus. I hope you're encouraged by this episode. Let's jump right on in. What's up, everyone? Once again, this is your host, Joey Morales. I really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop, and please share with your friends and family on social media however you share things. I would really appreciate it. For this episode, I'm going to have a conversation with one of my closest friends regarding the importance of worshiping through music and how one can stay tethered to Jesus as a result. Martin Maharas is the producer of the podcast intro and outro that you hear on every episode. Martin is a talented musician who leads the band Blood and Hyssop. Martin is originally from Detroit, Michigan, and has a heart to spread the gospel everywhere he goes. He has been following Jesus since 2010. He has been writing and producing music since 2006. I am excited to have Martin on the episode to chat about worship through music. Without further ado, here's the conversation I had with Martin. What's up, everybody? I got my friend Martin here. I'm really thankful for you to coming at you know to go to go on this podcast. Really, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to meet with me, and I'm really excited to have you on. So, yeah, Martin, why don't you like share with what you do for a living, and um, yeah, share like what you're passionate about, things like that. So, hi everybody. I'm Martin, and uh, I am a musician. And but first, I am a, a child of God. Um, in Christ, and that is that is my identity um, for living. Um, and this is the way that this is the means by which God provides my um, earthly needs. Um, I work at a factory. Um, I do set up on machines, CNC uh, mills, and lathes over at High Tech Solutions. 
um, which is a, a factory here in the Kansas City area, and um, it is a it is a, it has been a blessing to me that uh, that job has. Um, I have lacked for nothing in these days because uh, the Lord has provided my every need. Mm-hmm. However. Um, what I'm really passionate about is music and worship and um, taking um, the scriptures and using music as a means to meditate on the scriptures. Um, and that is, that is, that is something what, that, like, I have in my nature, there's something where I'm very easily distracted. I'm very easily, it's, it, sometimes it's very difficult for me to focus, um, Sometimes I get hyper-focused on the wrong thing. Um, and so music becomes a means for me to, as it says in Colossians, set your minds on things above. Um, helps me to set my mind on Scripture, to set my mind on the things of God, to think about Scripture and what it means and how I should understand it, how I, sh- how I should express it. And um, so that is, uh, that's what I'm passionate about. Um, and I am very uh, passionate about doing that in not just the English-speaking culture, but also in um, in a cross-cultural uh, context. Um, by God's grace, I've been able to learn Spanish, and um, so I enjoy doing music and worship in Spanish as well. Um, currently studying Japanese, uh, and I I. Um, getting into some Japanese worship music as well. Mm. And um, so that's something that I want to branch into in the in the future. Yeah, amen. Thanks for sharing that. And by the way, he does not speak Spanish very well. He actually can, <laughs> you know, a little bit, you know, not ashamed to say it, but just more like I feel really <laughs> bad, but he can speak Spanish a little bit better than I can. You're okay, Joey. Yeah, so he sometimes trumps me in that, but it's really a blessing just to have known Martin for six years. Like he can speak some Spanish, and he also he can he's getting good at Japanese too. And so I, mada mada. Yeah, a long way to go. Yeah, amen. So next question I have for you: Since you mentioned you're into Japanese culture, I mean. Mm-hmm. You love anime. Yeah. You love Oriental style food, sure. things like that. Yeah. But particularly towards the Japanese culture. Uh. Are you a sushi guy or a ramen guy? Why would you ask me that? Exactly. <laughs> that's so. That's a hard decision. That's a very hard decision. Um, and being in the United States only ever. I have only ever had uh, sushi or ramen that's made in the U.S., so very hard to to say with very, with any definition. But I think because because ramen is normally hot and warms me up, I like ramen. Oh, let's go! Yeah, right. Yes, I'm a big ramen guy myself. I actually just had some this last weekend as we were recording this podcast. Oh, I was in good. Texas and I got to grab some Japanese ramen with my friend Paul at this place. I forget the name of the place, but. If you guys know of a place um, in Carrollton, Texas, that's on that Koreatown strip area, that's where I went. It was one of those ramen places that was fire. I had the <laughs> the spicy miso, mm. which was so good. Mm-hmm. So ramen it is. Yes, I okay. love it. 
All right, and then just some three, yeah, just uh, three fun facts about you. So one, one fun fact is um, everybody asks me, um, everybody asks me about my accent, and um, they ask me where are you from, and I say, well, I'm from Michigan. Well, my dad doesn't really talk like this, (laughs) and. Truth is, my my accent is an amalgamation of places I've been and people that I've roomed with, and um, <laughs> so that that includes uh, that includes a you know my time spent with the with the Hispanic Church um, in Grandview, where most of my time, honestly, for a time in my life, most of my time was spent speaking Spanish rather than English. Um, then when I roomed with a Chinese uh, guy, I picked up some of his um, Chinese accent and actually made it my own. Um, and when I roomed with a Nigerian guy as well, and when I roomed with a Japanese, uh, two different Japanese guys, um, one after the other. So their accents all kind of left traces on mine because we would have, you know, long discussions and we'd pray together and... So, I I sought to, in my communication, use, speak slowly and use word choices that would be easier to understand for people who come from um, different cultures. And that was what I was trying to do. If I succeeded or not, maybe I don't know, because... (laughs) Because I never really asked, um, but that's kind of what resulted in the accent that I currently have, and uh, I love it. <laughs> so that's um, another fun fact about me. Uh, boy, what's fun? Let's see. Um, I like to. Uh, I like to. Oh, okay. I really have a fascination with herbs and um, uh, herbs uh, as in like the herbs that you grow in the garden, not uh, as opposed to like vegetables or as opposed to other, like if I grew a garden, I, I have a fascination with herbs and aromatics, like things that, things that have strong flavors and smell good and, um, so if I didn't live in an apartment and if I had a little plot of land uh, or if I had a little bit of space to grow a garden, I would grow lavender, I would grow mint, mm. I would grow rosemary, I would grow sage, Ooh. I would grow um, I would grow uh, catnip, I would grow thyme, I would grow oregano, oh. I would grow um, borage, um, uh, not, I mean, I don't know that borage has a particularly strong smell, but uh, I know it has really beautiful flowers. Mm. Um, I would grow. Um, what else would I grow? Ah, so much stuff. I mean, you just want stuff. That so, smells but good. things that smell good and things that are. Uh, I, I, yeah, I love, I love herbs. Um, I was never much of a flower gardener. 
or didn't really appeal to me as much unless it had some kind of herbal usage like mm-hmm. echinacea. Um, it's a purple flower, but when when it's made into a tea, mm-hmm. it's supposed to boost the immune system. Ooh, yeah. And uh, so I I'm really interested in that. Uh, He's the second guy I interviewed who likes tea, by the way. Oh <laughs> sure, yeah. Same thing with Alfredo. <laughs> Shout out to him, by the way. Alfredo. Alfredo. So, I know this guy. Um, So, that's second. And thirdly, fun fact about me. Um, I... I don't know. Is that a fun fact that I I write music? Yeah, that's a fun fact. Is that a fun fact? Can that count? I mean, he he, he writes music, but he also built his own studio. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So... I have this weird thing where I don't like to, um, I, I shy away from buying stuff that's already made, um, and, and I shy away from, like, well, I looked at, I looked at, I, like, little booths that you could buy, um, for, if you wanted to record, and, uh, you needed to keep the outside sounds out and the inside sounds in, and you put your mic in there and you play your guitar or whatever, but, um, I, uh, I decided I would buy some 2x4s and some plywood and some, um, you know, nails and a couple of power tools and stuff and decided I would build my own booth for recording. Um, And uh, actually Joey helped me and a couple of my friends helped me. I'd never done framing before in my life, but yeah, I have this weird thing where like, I just want to build it myself. I want to do it myself. I don't want to, um, I don't, I don't usually want to buy it pre-made um because i enjoy the experience of doing it myself Mm -hmm. like if it's something that i can figure out yeah whether it's working on my car or whether it's building a little booth to record in Mm -hmm. um i like to do it myself yeah and actually in that booth is where i recorded the introduction and the outro to every episode that you hear and so yep i did it right in there i was (laughs) in in that space martin was you know administering the recording and it was just really cool to be in that box mm-hmm. and i've slept in that box too <laughs> that's right I, it's, yes. it's actually great when you uh, when you live in an apartment that has kind of kind of thin walls and there's construction going on outside and you work the night shift and you and so you you don't need to be disturbed early in the morning because you're trying to sleep that that booth works great yeah it does works great awesome well thank you martin again for taking time out of your Busy schedule to interview for Tethered, and I'm excited to, you know, be talking about worship with you. And so, before we get started on why worship through music is important, I want to go ahead and define worship. So, John Piper, he's a well-known theologian that leads the ministry Desiring God, um, defines worship in this way. This is what he says. He says, true worship is a valuing or a treasuring of God above all things. The inner essence of worship is the response of the heart to the knowledge of the mind when the mind is rightly understanding God and the heart is rightly valuing God. And so worship is really, in essence, do you see God as worthy? And so the word worship essentially means worth-ship. And so it's really valuing God for who He is. And so... Um, Martin, based off this definition of worship, why is it important for people to express their love for Christ in worship? Well, if you don't express it, then there's no proof that it's actually there. Hmm. I mean... It's just simply that. That's, that's, you know, there's... 
uh, and not that you have to prove to anybody that you love God, you know, because God knows your heart, but um, there's something, uh, if you... If you love somebody and you don't express it, mm-hmm. you know, I, how far did your love go, you know? Yeah, exactly. How far, you know, then then can it be said that you loved them at all, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. The um, I did actually write down a couple of things. Uh, why is it important to express love for Christ in worship? Uh, one, it is commanded. So, you don't do so, you're sinning. <laughs> That's a... Uh, Actually, um, there's a. We're going to answer a question about where in the Bible does it say that worship is encouraged with music. I would, I would actually, I have some scriptures that we're going to look at soon that'll show worship is not just encouraged; it is commanded. You, um, uh, B, uh, or second thing, it is the natural expression of of knowing Christ and loving Him. When you love someone, you express it. Uh, if you if you don't express your love, it's like it's pretty much meaningless. Um, so you're gonna express it somehow if you truly love God. Yeah, yeah, because we all worship something, and so like in the city that we live in, Kansas City, I mean the Chiefs are really well known. Like they're one of the most popular teams in the NFL, and people worship the Chiefs. Like, Ooh. like. Because the fans see Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and all those players that play as worthy because, hey, they can get us to the Super Bowl. So we all worship something. Now, is it wrong to worship the Chiefs? I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit. But um, but it's okay to love the Chiefs for what they do. But we all worship something. Like I know for me, like I love coffee. I love coffee shops. And sometimes I can take it to the point where I worship the coffee. And so, like, again, because I see coffee as worthy. Now, with with God, I mean, if you know the gospel and understand that he who knew no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God, we worship God because of what he's done for us. And so because we see him as worthy, then we want to exclaim his name I have another and one. value. Oh, go ahead. So I have another uh, reason. Uh, it's important to worship, uh, to express your love for Christ in worship. And that is because it is a testimony to those who do not know Christ um, that, uh, that he is worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most convicting experiences for me when I was uh, an unbeliever was being dragged to church by my mom. And sitting in the congregation with all of the people around me worshiping God and seeing um, the, the passion with which they were singing to the Lord and thinking, why do I not see what they are seeing? What is, the, what is it that they are valuing that I am not valuing? What is it that they understand that I don't understand? Mm-hmm. What is it that they have that I'm missing? Mm-hmm. And so, um, that was a, that was a convicting experience for me. Um, because I, you know, I was not, uh, they seemed to be thoroughly enjoying what they were doing, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, well, the music is pretty good, but you know, <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't connecting with 
the God of all creation, and 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 it seemed like they were, and so that was that was a very um, eye-opening experience for me. And yeah. so and so you express worship to God, express it with all your heart, and 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 don't hold back or be shy or think, oh somebody's gonna see me, and it's like well. It's, Yes, somebody's going to see you. And that's part of the point. Mm -hmm. Somebody needs to see you worshiping God. Mm -hmm. They need to see you worshiping God so that they can see that God is worth worshiping. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to the analogy of the Chiefs, like it's not wrong to be a fan of the Chiefs and to cheer them on and to value their, what do you call it, like when they play on the field and... They score goals and all that, like t- t- touchdowns. Like it's not nothing wrong with that. But the Chiefs, they're not eternal. God is eternal. It's true. Like He's all knowing. He's omnipresent. He's there, and He cares for you. And so, that's why worshiping the Lord is so worth it because He is worthy. He that's made true. all things, and mm-hmm. he, by Him all things hold together. Is what Colossians chapter one says. That's right. And so that's why it's so important to, yes, worship the Lord for who he is. And so here's my next question for you, Martin. Mm. So what is significant about worshiping through music? Uh-huh. Yes, because um, the background, uh, this, the believer is supposed to do everything that they do as unto the Lord, right? And the, the background being that um, whether we eat or drink, we do all to the glory of God. And so, you know, and, and background also being Romans 12, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. uh, which is your spiritual service of worship. And so, in a sense, the believer's life is to be one unbroken um, uh, act of worship. Mm-hmm. You know, as as Jesus says, take up your cross daily and follow me. Um, <clears throat> and so, but what what is significant or what is like, what is especially meaningful about worshiping through music? And I think um, there is something intrinsic about the character of music. Um, God gave it to us for a reason. Uh, and music affects us like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you can listen to a sermon and get fired up and get convicted and, be, and get like, ah, get <laughs> inspired or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, music affects us in a, or you can, or you can um, have an experience mm-hmm. um, where, you know, somebody did something kind for you and it can leave an impact on you. There's all kinds of things that impact us, but um, music has an impact that is unique in that. Um, Good music will draw out our emotions, will draw out our emotions, and it will and it will stick with us after the experience has, has ended. So it will draw out our emotions. Um, you know, it, if it's well written, especially if it's well written, you know, uh, music always makes you feel something. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's if it's well written, I think, and if you're and if you are willing to um, unite yourself to that experience, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
if you're willing to get into it, so to, to use a colloquial phrase, like yeah. if you're willing to get into it, music will bring emotion out of you. If it uh, and and um, whether that emotion is a calming feeling, whether that's um, a a like a rousing feeling to get you excited, um, whether it's a whether it's a, a feeling of awe or whether it's a feeling of um, of, of fear or whether it's a feeling of um, whatever feeling it may be, those kinds of things uh, leave marks on our memory. Mm-hmm. Those kinds of experiences leave marks on our memory. And the words, because of the melody with which they're transmitted, those words will also leave marks on our memory and on our character. And they will come to us when we, when we most need it or when we least expect it or when we'll remember that song that we sang on Sunday or we'll remember that that worship song that we were listening to in the car, or we'll remember that you know those those words. Whenever I am afraid mm-hmm. or worried or something like that, um, I always remember this song that Mom used to play for us when we were kids. Yeah, and uh, the song says, "When I am afraid, I will trust in you. Mm. You're my God, whose word I praise." Mm. In God the Lord I will put my trust, and my heart will not be afraid. Mm-hmm. What can mere man do to me, O Lord, when they seek to injure my cause? Though they lie in wait, they will be turned back when upon your name I call. O praise the Lord, we have much to thank him for. And it's just, it's an adaptation of a song, and it was written for kids. And so it's like a real earworm. Yeah. And, and, and it always comes to me, and I, I whenever I'm afraid... Whenever I am afraid, I remember that song, and it re- and it reminds me of that psalm, and it reminds me of the God mm-hmm. who is greater than whatever I fear. Yeah, amen. So that's good. That's really good because I know for me, music is really, you know, impactful, um, especially when it comes to that emotional response to the truths that we learn about God. Like one of my favorite worship songs is actually. Um, I don't know. I don't remember the name of the artist who originally wrote it, but I know the version David Crowder band uh-huh. puts on, and that's he is jealous for me. Ah, the oh how he loves us. Yes, loves like a hurricane. I am a tree bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. Um, yeah, I am singing on the podcast. I know my singing's horrible, but <laughs> like I'm just saying that as like that's something that I recall because sometimes I tend to forget how much God really loves me. That's right. Because I'm in Christ, and all of a sudden I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. And I realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, how he loves us so... All right, I'll stop there. But anyways, <laughs> but you get the idea. Like, when you recall things like that, it's just important, like, especially when you're facing trials and temptations, like, worshiping through music can sometimes help you recall truths that are revealed in the scriptures. Yes. Truths about God. Yes. And so, speaking of the scriptures, um, here's my next question to you. Mm-hmm. So, where in the Bible does it say that worship is encouraged with music? Yeah. Um, so, let's start. Uh, we could start with Psalm 150. You know, uh, praise the Lord. 
Um, and actually, in a lot of places in the Psalms, praise the Lord and sing to the Lord are kind of synonymous. Like, kind of going back to what we were saying earlier that, like, how do you, how does anybody know that you're worshiping the Lord if you don't express it? How mm-hmm. does, how do you even know that you're worshiping the Lord if you mm-hmm. don't express it? So, when we say praise the Lord, we don't say um, praise Him by sitting and being quiet. Although I guess you could in a certain context. Um, yeah, when you're when the preacher's preaching, you might praise the Lord by sitting and being quiet and listening, right? But when it says in Psalm 150, praise the Lord, it's saying things like in verse 3, praise Him with the trumpet sound, praise Him with the harp and lyre, praise Him with the timbrel and dancing, praise Him with dancing? Yes. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and the pipe praise him with the loud symbols praise him with resounding symbols that everything that has breath praise the lord praise the lord um and so like this is he's saying you know praise him give him praise not with you know and it doesn't have to be quiet it has to be it should be loud and grand and um and 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 glorious um that's psalm 150 um colossians 316 i think joey had this one down too uh where it says let the word of christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another with what psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing with thankfulness in your hearts to god um and so you know I, i hear sometimes people oh i'm singing in my heart well, that's that's a misreading of this verse. We're singing with thankfulness in your hearts. Not not just singing in your heart, but singing with thankfulness. Th- singing with thankfulness in your heart. That's what mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Singing with thankfulness in your heart. You know, and, and yes, if you're singing in your heart, that's great. But sing out loud too, please. <laughs> um, if you're able to, of course. Yeah, well, I mean, yes. I mean, there's some people who are physically incapable of making a sound with their voices, but that's not most of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, uh, in another psalm, it says, sing to the Lord a new song. Um, and so, there we see kind of the importance of uh, thinking of, developing, and writing new words and melodies. Um, not just reusing the same old thing. Sing a new song. Why? Because because God is worthy of praise from every generation. Mm-hmm. And uh, in heaven, remember, God says, I am making all things new, right? Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean the old has to disappear. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that the oldest, uh, that old songs are no good or anything. But we should be writing new music. Mm-hmm. We, uh, uh, because God is worthy of new praise in every generation. Mm-hmm. You know? Um the what else uh what did you have there joey so i wrote down some verses myself as well mm-hmm. so um i think of acts sixteen twenty-five, mm-hmm. when paul and silas are in the prison in philippi um he had just ministered um to this slave girl that was possessed by a demon and some people were you know using her to make profit off of her mm-hmm. and paul was able to cast this demon out in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And from there, 
there are, the opportunity for those men were gone. The owners were gone to use their ability to make some profit, and so they had Paul and Silas drawn into prison. And this is what um, the text says. It says about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Mm-hmm. And here's what's crazy. And the prisoners were listening to him. So think about this. Yep. Like Paul and Silas were singing to God in prison. Mm-hmm. Singing hymns to God in prison. Mm-hmm. And the prisoners heard them. And so like Martin was saying, like when you express yourself in worship, people take notice of that. Mm-hmm. Like the prisoners were taking notice like, wow, these guys are in chains. Mm-hmm. Maybe in stocks and they're still rejoicing right. towards their God. I want that. That's right. Like, who knows how the Lord, like, the Lord can use you in your expression of worship. That's right. And so that's something that I wrote down. The I like the other one that you wrote, uh, Joey. Psalm seventy-one twenty-three. My lips for, will shout for you when I sing praises to you. My soul also, which you have redeemed. I think we 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 also kind of tend to consolidate our expression of worship to oh, it's just singing. Or, oh, it's just singing and living my daily life in, 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 in the fear of God and in the worship of God. Well, and we tend to subdue our, our, our response in worship. Um, and we think, well, you know, I don't want to stand out too much or, you know, whatever. I don't know what we make. I, I, that's something that comes to me is like, oh, I don't want to stand out too much, you know. Um, but the psalmist says, my lips will shout for you but when's the last time you shouted for the lord like i mean when's the last time and there's tons of expressions in the psalms um you know uh we talk uh, the psalmist talks in in different places about bowing down um uh different places about leaping for joy different places about clapping you know it says clap your hands oh you people um so i mean uh uh to your to your throne, I will lift my hands. Uh, mm-hmm. It talks about there's 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 many um, expressions mm-hmm. that are um, valid uh, in worship. You know, we don't necessarily. And I'm not. I may sound like I'm knocking people who, by virtue of their culture and their church culture, uh, may you know may be more accustomed to just standing still and singing. Um, and and maybe not making any kind of movement with their hands or with their arms or you know the, I'm not knocking that I'm just I just want to point out that in the Psalms you have an abundance of expressions of worship and um, and 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 those are sanctioned in Scripture that like uh, sanctioned meaning they're okay like it's, there's nothing sinful about raising your hands in worship there's nothing sinful about um, about uh, falling to your knees and 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 shouting to the Lord, um, there's there's, in fact, uh, you know God may use it to uh, to to pierce through somebody's hard and uh, cold mm-hmm. heart. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey Amen. I love that you said that. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I like Psalm seventy one twenty three is because look why this person worships. My soul also which you have redeemed. Mm-hmm. And so the last one I have written down here was Psalm 95.1, which says, Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise 
to the rock of our salvation. Amen. To the rock of our salvation, meaning God himself has redeemed us through means of his son. Yes. And so the reason why we worship through song is because we're showcasing our response to the gospel. Yes. Like we sing because we love what God has done for us on our behalf mm-hmm. when we could do nothing yes. to earn our salvation before God. Yes. And so that's why we respond in worship. And sometimes that is done through means of music. And because our worship is based on something as permanent as our salvation, as, as it says in John chapter 10, none, none can snatch them out of my hands, is what Jesus said. Um, what Jesus says about all that the Father gives to him, all who come to him in faith. Um, Something as unshakable as what Christ has done for us on the cross. Um, That is the foundation of our worship, not whether we had a good week or a bad week. Not whether we are experiencing trials or blessings. Not whether we are in sin or whether we're walking uh, in in victory. Um, Those those things um, that change over time and that change with each passing moment... Uh, are not the basis of our worship, but rather it is the gospel that does not change. And so he is worthy no matter how we are feeling. Amen. Amen. Thank you for sharing that, Martin. Mm -hmm. Really appreciate your insight. Mm -hmm. And so here's my next question to you. Um, Can a person only worship God through music in a Sunday morning service? Yeah, only. There's no other... (laughs) You're singing, singing in the grocery store? That's not worship. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> you see, you can worship God through music anywhere. Yeah. You can worship God through music anywhere. I mean, I was... I, I would encourage you to not... Um, I, I would encourage you to try not to pester the people around you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um... Or, um, you might not want to fall to your knees and shout to the Lord in the middle of your shift at a restaurant or something like that, that might be a little bit, that's, that's a little bit out of context. If you ask me, Um, people might not understand that you're just worshiping the Lord. They might think that you're kind of (laughs) crazy. So, um, there's, there's, when they say there's a time and a place for, uh, for everything, I think that, uh, I think that holds true, but there's nothing wrong with like, you could worship the Lord while you're, you know, while you're going to the grocery store and you're humming some kind of worship tune to yourself and, yeah. you know. Or if you, like, go on a long road trip. Like, I know for me, as we're recording this episode, this past weekend I went to Austin and I was singing Made Alive by Citizens when I was driving Good choice. to Dallas to spend the night with my friend. And so I was just singing my heart out. Now, the, probably the drivers right next to me were looking at me kind of crazy, but that's okay because I was doing it in a private setting somewhat but i wasn't doing it for shows because i just wanted to sing towards god mm-hmm. even though it was in within the confines of a, a car and so like that's an example of like you don't just reserve it just for sunday mornings however i would say there is something special about a sunday morning service and mm-hmm. just gathering with all of your brothers and sisters in christ and just and just declaring those same truths to God and to each other, that is a that is an important means of building one another up, um, and and but no, you could worship God through music 
anywhere. In fact, um, a lot of the... And, and that doesn't mean that you yourself have to be singing either. You could be worshiping God through music by uh, partaking and listening to some sound Christian uh, music, whether it's like, you know, Christian pop or Christian rock or something that has a gospel message in it that is, I mean, not everybody can sing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you can participate in, in, in worshiping God through music by listening. Yeah. You know? Um not not everybody's comfortable with their voice. Not everybody um, not everybody's gonna sing outside of a Sunday morning service because they just they don't like the way their own voice sounds. Yeah, like me. You know, <laughs> and and so um, that's part of uh, that's kind of a plug, I guess. But it's part of what Blood and Hyssop does. It's like I know that not everybody's gonna be able to sing what uh, what songs we sing as Blood and Hyssop, um, but. Um, but my hope is that they enjoy listening and that while listening, it helps them to f- fix their minds and focus their hearts on scripture and on God. Mm-hmm. So, Amen. And I'm glad you mentioned about the Sunday morning assembly because I know like for me, like one, one aspect that I love about Sunday morning worship, and this is something that I just really value so much when I go into a church, mm. is... When you go in there and you hear all the people singing together in unison, mm. it doesn't it doesn't matter if you sound bad or if you sound good. Mm. It's the fact that we're singing together, even though we might not sound good. It, I I even see it as some ways like showcasing our brokenness. Yeah, we can't sing very well, but there's still some that do, and we're all singing towards God in unison, and it sounds beautiful. Mm. Mm. Like that's something that I love about a Sunday morning service. Mm. But you're right, we're not limited to just worshiping God on a Sunday morning service through music. And one thing I want to point out about the Sunday morning service, even though there's people who like, if I took this person all by himself or this person all by herself and had them sing into a, an expensive microphone, you might not buy the CD. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one person ran like random person from my congregation or from your church and had them sing into an expensive microphone. You might not buy the CD. You might not download that song, but when you get all of these people together, um, they're really tone deafness and um, and and people who just can't, you know, people who just sound terrible or horrible. Like those kinds of people are not so. Um, there's not that many of them, really. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I haven't heard very many people in my life that I, I think I can remember one person. Uh, in my life who's actually tone deaf where he actually heard things uh, about a fourth away from what they actually were Hmm. and uh, so when he sang he sang everything a fourth away from what it actually was and so it was an interesting harmony to say the least Mm -hmm. but even a guy like him you throw him in the mix with people who can sing well and you, or you throw them in the mix with people who can sing decently, which actually that describes the majority of us. The majority of us who sing in church on Sunday, on a Sunday morning, on a regular basis, can actually sing decently. Mm. You know, we're not we're not all terrible. In yeah. fact, most of us are not. Even you, Joey, like you pass. Like <laughs> when when it comes Even to it terrible. no, like if if I had a choir full of Joeys, I could. You know, it would be fine. You would just, we just, if I had a choir full of Joey's and uh, four weeks to practice, 
I could I could turn you into a like a a, bar, a baritone quartet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Because funny. because all it takes is a little bit of practice and a little bit of focus and yeah. You know you can you might not be born with the best voice in the world, but you can always you can always improve and you can always. I'm no Chester Bennington. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you and you could be Chester Bennington. Um, now nah, he'd be an interesting addition to a worship. Uh, <laughs> uh, but. A lot of times we get hypercritical of our voices, and we do, we don't want to we don't want to sing out because we think it sounds terrible. Well, the fact of the matter is, most of us can actually sing okay. Yeah, you know. And when you get when you get all of us together and we're singing, you know, that's a start, and that's a place from which we can grow. And that's a place from which, like, we want to make the the praise of God glorious. Um. It doesn't make the praise of God glorious for the people with just okay voices to be quiet. It makes it glorious when the people with just okay voices all come together and and we we actually by singing together and by listening to one another and by focusing on the Lord, we actually in the process we actually get better at singing. Yeah. And and we and and uh and we um and we lift and we lift one another up, and we lift the name of God up. Yeah, by that means. Amen. You know? And for those who don't know who Chester Bennington is, he's the singer for Lincoln Park. If you get a chance to listen to a song called "From the Inside," you'll see what I mean by he has a beautiful voice. But that's just a side note. But, anyways, thank you for saying what you said. Sure. Yeah, it really means a lot. So, here's my next question for you. Um, you mentioned that you're uh, a band, Blood and Hyssop. Yes. And so. Being a worship artist yourself, how does worshiping God through music affect your relationship with God? We'll be back after a brief break. Hey, what's up, everyone? We really appreciate you listening to episodes here on Tethered. If you've been impacted in any way by these episodes, please subscribe to the podcast to keep up to date on when episodes drop. Also, if you enjoy this podcast, will you please consider rating this podcast in your favorite podcasting app? Please leave us a comment. Finally, please share this podcast with your friends and family on social media or however you share things. We would really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Tethered. Now back to the episode. Um, so... Yes, and just a, a a brief distinction. Blood and Hyssop isn't a worship band per se, because our our focus is not congregational worship uh, at this time. Like that's not that's not the bulk of what we write. However, um, you know we we do uh, try to write music that is based on scripture. Um, uh, you listen, you'll understand what I mean. Like I couldn't really picture a congregation singing our songs in majority of cases, but, um, but yes, uh, how does worshiping God through music affect my relationship with God? Um, basically, uh, it's, it's, it affects it like a spiritual discipline, honestly, uh, in, in most cases. Um, for those who are not familiar with the, with the spiritual disciplines, you have prayer, yeah, you go ahead and listen to probably past episodes of Tethered, but you have prayer, you have, um, 
intake of the scripture, which includes reading, studying, meditation, uh, memorization. And you have um, uh, fellowship with, with other believers. Uh, you have listening to preaching. Kinds of uh, disciplines of grace or uh, means of grace, as, as sometimes they are called. These are the, the ordinary ways in which God um, enriches our spiritual life fuels our souls, um, mm-hmm. grows us in Christ, uh, roots us more deeply in Him, um, guards us from apostasy, um, guards us from sin. Um, it, it has a similar effect on me. Uh, when I come to a, uh, begin to write a song, or when I or when I perform a song uh, that is based on uh, on scripture or on biblical principles or on um, worship to God, um, it, uh, it it tends to draw me closer to Him. Hmm. Hmm. Amen. That's good stuff. Thank you for sharing. So you kind of already mentioned a little bit about blood and hyssop. So maybe tell us a little bit more. Tell the listeners a little bit more about blood and hyssop. Yeah, so Blood and Hyssop is a band that uh, I formed with friends of mine from Calvary University, which is here in Kansas City. Um, Calvary University is music, generally music students, although our drummer is a, uh, is a Bible, uh, advanced Bible studies major. Um, we, uh, so, most of us graduated. Um, I did not graduate, but uh, I will be uh, going back to school here soon. Um, we, uh, yeah, it's formed with between me, uh, pianist Chris Stolberg, um, drummer Jordan Hoffman, Mariah Strickland, um, vocalist, and uh, Clara, um, uh, Clara Purifoy, bassist. Uh, Mariah has uh, uh, actually moved to Texas for an internship, so, she, so she's no longer with the band, but you will hear her on our album, Blood and Hyssop. Um, and, uh, the rest of us actually, uh, yeah, we're, we, we make music together. We have been, uh, a band, not, not all of us, but Jordan and Chris and I have been, uh, have been a band since 2020. Uh, we've had different bassists along the way, uh, or we've had a different bassist along the way. And, uh, uh, Mariah came on board with us, uh, for basically for the, for the album Blood and Hyssop, and then she uh, had her internship, so um, that is that is us, and we, <clears throat> you know, we come from different, we don't agree on ac- actually every single thing, we all, we all come from different churches, um, we met at Calvary University, and uh, I, um, I kind of recruited them to make music with me, and uh, they were so kind as to uh, as to help me, and uh, we have released we have released a an EP that's with uh, Jordan and Chris and me um, called First Fruits, and uh, I uh, give all of the sales from that EP. Uh, whenever somebody buys one, I give I give those sales to um, a missionary who is planting churches in Ecuador. His name is Fernando Basler, and he is my mentor uh, from 
since about two, yeah, since about 2012 or 2013 or so. He has been my mentor, um, and uh, I aspire to go down to Ecuador and help him in his church planting effort uh, in in years to come. Uh, anyways, the music um, is just music that I've written um, over the course of my walk with Christ uh, ever since I got saved in 2010. And uh, producing it and releasing it with the band has been uh, a... <laughs> has been a... A wonderful yet uh, arduous uh, because it's a lot of hard work to release music and it's and it's and it's a lot of money it's a lot of it's expensive to release music but um, it has been uh, it has been satisfying and mm. uh, it has been wonderful uh, to be able to um, put music into the world and uh, understand that like you know people that I people that I know people that I care about are listening to that music and are and, and there are children being born that are growing up with that music and hearing, uh, which which is kind of, you know, my my target audience is really you know believers who want to uh, who want to hear fresh new um, Christian music that doesn't sound like just the standard that that they play on the radio, but it sounds different. It sounds mm. like something you know. Like something old yet new, you know, mm -hmm. is is kind of is kind of what is, something familiar yet new is kind of what I'm going for, and and um, <clears throat> so we use uh, we use real instruments. I I kind of I I, I shy away from using um, uh, samples. Um, I shy away from using um, <clears throat> too much uh, synthetic sounds. Um, I like to use real instruments. I like to use uh, acoustic instruments. Uh, we we have piano. We have guitar, uh, guitar, acoustic guitar. We do use electric guitar, and we do use electric uh, bass, obviously. Uh, but um, but I try to make it sound a little bit more earthy, a little bit more organic. Where, whereas a lot of what I hear um, on the radio is kind of like ethereal and kind of and kind of electronic driven. This is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but like. It's just my personal tastes coming out. Yeah. <laughs> just my personal tastes coming out. I, I love Keith Green. I love Rich Mullins. I love um, uh, what uh, Maranatha uh, as a worship music. Um, and uh, just wanted to... But then I also, from, from the secular music side, I, I love uh, Led Zeppelin. I love The White Stripes. I love... Um, the Strokes, I love the the Beatles, um, <clears throat> these bands that um, that I grew up with that use kind of you know they kind of they use instruments that you can hold in your hand and that you can see and that you can you know um, so that's that's kind of what I gravitate towards and so that's kind of what what we do as Blood and Hesup and. Um, we are working on. Uh, as for subject matter, you know, we take we take biblic, uh, biblical themes, and we take um, and we take passages of scripture, and we take prayers, and mm. and that's and that's what that's pretty much. If you looked at our songs, I think, I think the majority of our songs are one of those three things. 
Yeah. You know, um, it's either a prayer or it's or it's a passage of scripture or it's a biblical theme that uh, that is that is being communicated. Um, <clears throat> and uh, our current project is a project that encompasses all of Psalm 119, <laughs> and so we are. We're looking forward to releasing soon the first uh, six songs of that project. It'll be a 22-song project, and uh, I am uh, where where Psalm 119 is broken into. And for those who don't know, Psalm 119 is the longest psalm in the Bible, and it's broken into 22 sections um, because it's an acrostic poem uh, written by David, and each each letter of the Hebrew alphabet has a couple of verses dedicated to it, and um, and so we turned each one of those. Um, sections into a song and uh, so be looking for that if you listen to us through uh, Spotify or if you listen to us through Amazon or YouTube or wherever um, be looking for that uh, to come out uh, to come out very soon um, <clears throat> and so yeah I don't know what else we can uh, we can say about yeah. Blood and Hyssop That's yeah Blood and Hyssop they have really good music. I, I, I really enjoy a couple of their songs, Florence, which I'll play a little sample of at the end of the episode, and then This World Will Soon Be Over, which I played in the beginning of the episode, a little sample just to kind of give you a taste, and mm -hmm. like their music is solid, mm -hmm. like very biblically rich, but mm -hmm. also yet kind of, I kind of describe it as indie sounding a little bit, <laughs> but it sounds really good, and so mm -hmm. in the show notes, you'll see a link for the artist profile on Facebook and Instagram and then you'll also see links to their music directly on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, and um, Amazon Music. And so yeah, go ahead and check them out. I think you would really enjoy their music if you haven't checked them out already. Um, and yeah, please share with your friends if you like the music. Definitely could, you know, if we can help Martin, you know, spread his, you know, influence, obviously for the glory of God. Right. Um, we definitely want to do that for his band as well. So, but yeah, you kind of already answered my question. What motivated you to create music for the church? You kind of touched on that a little bit, but if you wanted to add anything, you can. Yeah. Uh, so, I um, I hate to knock I hate to knock Christian radio because, um, honestly, I have to admit Christian radio is doing a very important work. Mm -hmm. You know. I, so so I so I do kind of hate to knock them, but after when I became a believer, um, you know, all of my songs instantaneously kind of like <laughs> became. Oh, my songs. The subject matter of my songs is going to be very different from now on, <laughs> you know. And so whereas I used to write about you know whoever you know my love interest was at the time or whatever <laughs> more, more more uh my songs became more about well this god who saved me you know and this christ who laid down his life for me anyways um i came to kansas city shortly after i became a believer and i i yeah i discovered christian radio while i was flipping through the channels and i thought oh, this is the greatest thing ever and so I would like drive in the car listening to Christian radio, just like happy as a fish. Um, <laughs> that was me too. <laughs> and and uh, you know that was great um, for about a year or so, maybe maybe two years. 
I think. And then after two years, I started to get tired of what was being released. And I started to get tired of the fact that there was only... There seemed to be a very small pool of songs that they were pulling from. And um, the songs that they did pull, you know, which which seemed to be very small to me, compared to maybe radio stations that I'd listened to in the past, seemed to be a very small pool of songs um, to the point where I'd hear, you know, I'd listen to a song in the morning and I'd hear the same song in the afternoon when I came back from work and it's like, okay, yes, I've heard this one today. <laughs> um, and, but besides that, they all seemed to have pretty much the same aesthetic, pretty much the same arrangement, pretty much the same type of structure. And, you know, I just got bored of that. I got tired of that. Um, and subject matter also, I don't think it varied very much. Um, you know, it was. If you ever get it, if you ever uh, want to un, want to know what I'm talking about, you might listen to uh, the worship song song. Um, if if you type it in a YouTube or whatever, the worship song song, you'll you'll kind of get an idea of what I'm talking about. I think maybe listeners are nodding their heads with me, kind of like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've I kind of became disillusioned with. Um, contemporary Christian music that was being played on the radio, and I thought, isn't there something else? Um, isn't there something else that's? I mean, even with even even subject matter was getting kind of repetitive. Um, like you know, I'm I'm experiencing hard times, but God is good. Or mm, I don't know. It, it, it seemed like there was the same five types of songs that kept rotating, honestly. But, um, <clears throat> and that's, I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, we have central core truths of the faith, and those truths don't change. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's something to be said for um, remembering the truth that doesn't change and not longing for new things, new things, new things. We have a truth, a single core truth that doesn't change of who God is and what he's done for us. And that's, mm -hmm. and that is the that is the thing that we keep coming back to. We yeah. don't we don't look for new truths, but mm -hmm. you know, I I guess I I don't know. I guess I might I might have hoped for a more a more diverse expression of that truth. Um I guess. Yeah. So um so I was hearing this and kind of getting disillusioned with that and and at the same time um maybe you know Dipping back into you know music that I m music that I used to listen to, trying wanting to branch out into new Christian music, um, there was an independent Christian uh, music station uh, in Kansas City uh, that was run by a uh, a church in Overland Park, and they played local and indie Christian artists. Uh, unfortunately, that station is no longer around. That got it got bought out, um, but. Uh, it was really cool because 
you would hear stuff that was different and it was new and it was still, a lot of it was God-centered and, and gospel-centered. And you'd hear bands like Rivers and Robots. You'd hear uh, artists like John Mark McMillan. You'd hear um, artists like John Foreman. Um, those who uh, have heard of Switchfoot might know John Foreman as the uh, the lead singer and uh, and guitarist of uh, of Switchfoot. Well, he has a solo project that he put out that is is very very good. Um, and uh, who else? I was introduced to um, uh, to bands like uh, uh, I think it's called Lion Brave. Uh, Lion Brave, I think. Um, and 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 it was. Um, and it was an encouragement to me that wow, I could, I could join in. Oh, and bands like King's Kaleidoscope who mm. do great work, and they actually just put out, uh, they're, they just announced that they're putting out an album. I don't know if it dropped yet, but I know their single dropped. It sounds great. Um, and uh, I was introduced to, uh, to, so I was introduced to bands like that, and I thought, you know what, I could be. I could be like one of these bands. Mm-hmm. I could release, and and I might not get played on Caleb. I might not get played on on your your contemporary Christian music, uh, positive, uplifting station. Because, but that's okay. Because I mean, I don't want to be. I don't want to be limited to positive, uplifting. I want to be limited to biblical. And um, and uh, and and real and authentic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Biblical and honest. You know, um, because positive and uplifting. That actually can't be used to describe um, all of the Bible or even most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, the net and sum total of our salvation is very positive and very uplifting. We were sinners, hopelessly lost, dead to God in our sins, and he by his by his mighty hand and his outstretched arm saved us not by what we have done, not by works that we've done in righteousness, but by his grace and at great cost, the cost of his only son dying on the cross for us. Mm-hmm. That and 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 by faith and trusting in him, we can have eternal life, forgiveness of sins, that's very positive and very uplifting. Amen. But, but the net and sum total of our experience here, and 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 how that faith interacts with our experience here—that's not always positive. That's not always uplifting. Yeah. Sometimes there's sadness, and Jesus said, "You will have tribulation in this world, but take heart; I have overcome the world." But it's it's there's a very important need, a very important need, and so. Mm. So Blood and Hyssop is kind of my, you know, attempt at, you know, making music that is biblical and honest. It doesn't necessarily have to be positive and uplifting. Like, you'll listen to This World Will Soon Be Over. There's <laughs> there's better, very little about that song that is positive and uplifting. There's, nice. I think, in the third or fourth verse, third verse, it comes in with, there is hope for you. Um, I'm referring to the lyrics of the song. Um, but up until then, it's just this world will be over, and what are you gonna do? Mm. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. So, you know, getting close to, 
you know, being out of time here, but mm. wanted to ask you just this final question mm-hmm. for you. Since we talked about music and worshiping uh-huh. God through music, um, obviously this podcast is called Tethered, mm. and so which again re- relates to that staying connected or stay attached to Jesus or like being abiding in the true vine. Mm. And so, my last question for you is: How can a person stay tethered to Jesus? As a result of worshiping through music, and then is music the only way for one to worship God? Well, I think is music the only way to worship God? I think we, uh, I think we kind of answered that. Yeah. Um, you know, it says in uh, it says in Romans chapter uh, twelve. Um, it says we are to be offered, our lives, our bodies are to be offered to God as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice. Um, it says in Colossians that whatever we do, whether in word or deed, is to be done to the glory of God. So, I mean, whether we're singing or whether we're raking leaves, I don't know. You may be raking leaves this autumn. Mm-hmm. How are you going to rake leaves to the glory of God? Amen. I'm, that's not a sarcastic... I'm not being sarcastic. How are you honestly going to rake leaves to the glory of God? If you are a believer, we are commanded to live in that way. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, no, music is not the only way to worship God. Um, it is... Uh, it is one of the ways that is specifically commanded, though. Yeah. You know, so that's something I would remind us, is that... We can't sit back and say, well, I worship God in other ways, so I don't worship God through music. Well, hold on just a minute. (laughs) Because it does say, you know, it says uh, in Colossians 3.16, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And and, and look at all of the book of Psalms. Praise Him with the timbrel and praise Him with the dance and praise Him with the harp and lyre and, and sing to the Lord a new song. Let us let us uh, let us sing before the Lord our God, our Maker, and and so it's not the only way, but it is one of the ways that we are commanded to use. Uh, one of the ways that we are commanded to worship the Lord, and so whatever you do, do it as an act of worship unto the Lord. And when you are with the congregation. I think that would be at least, right? Because the context of Colossians 3.16 is in the gathered congregation. Yeah. Singing to one another. Speaking to one another. And so when you're in the, ga- the gathered congregation, you're, you're, your church gathers for worship. Sing. Sing with all your heart. You Even you don't feel like you... You don't feel like you have the best voice. Look, there's always somebody who's got a better voice than you. There's always somebody who's got a better voice than me. Don't be ashamed of the gospel, my friend. Just, just get, don't and don't be ashamed of who you are before the Lord. Give everything, mm-hmm. you know. Give everything. Give your voice. Give your heart. Give your soul, you know. And and when you're, at, I think at least when you're gathered with the brothers, you might with the brothers and sisters in Christ, you might, you might not, you might not sing in the rest of the week. And I don't know. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything about that. Like, um. You might not like singing, I don't know. But but at least when we're gathered, we're uh we're expected to sing. The Lord expects us to sing. Amen. So uh 
Amen. Uh, accepting uh, physically incapable of singing and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're if you're physically incapable of singing, like you know, uh, of course, I think you're off the hook. But <laughs> singing in <laughs> sing, singing in your spirit, at least, you know. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, um, how can a person stay tethered as a result of worshiping through music? Um, you know, and I touched on this earlier, keeping our minds fixed on things above. Um, that Colossians reference, uh, we've been in, we've been in Colossians quite a bit this morning. Oh, yes. Um, One of my favorite books in the Bible. Yes. Uh, so, setting your minds on things above, uh, when it says, I meditate on your word day and night in the, mm-hmm. in the Psalms, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I have trouble meditating. Some, some people may be like me. We have trouble meditating. We have trouble sitting and thinking about something. Um, well, music is a way that we engage our minds and we engage our emotions in, in thinking about something. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> and that can be a means of meditation. Uh, or a help toward meditation, I should say. Um, other songs, there are other songs that help us pray when we don't know how to pray. You know? Um, have you ever come to the Lord and you don't know what to pray? I think I think that's a pretty common experience, you know. But uh, but uh, there are many songs that are really just prayers. And if you look in the Book of Psalms, many of those are just prayers. And songs help us a lot of times pray when when we don't know what to pray. Um, <clears throat> uh, I think of one, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. Um, is a song I think that's by Sovereign Grace Music, and it's, "O oh Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer, Gracious Savior of this ruined life," you know, mm-hmm. and and uh, it, it's 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 really just praise, but the praise is expressed in a personal manner, mm-hmm. you know, and and so we can praise the Lord, we can pray to Him. Um, I mentioned the song, uh, "When I Am Afraid, I Will Trust in You." Um, uh, those songs that encourage us in times of fear and doubt, whereas if we didn't have that song, who knows, we might we might give in to fear, we might give in to doubt, we might be beside ourselves with anxiety or you know or 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 sinfully begin to doubt um, the God who has revealed his truth to us. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> and and in that way, you know, music can be a means to actually keep us from falling away yeah um, and uh, uh, also it can help help us be tethered by um, you know further keeping us keeping us in Christ by um, you know if you if you are used to um, if you are one of those people that is used to singing uh, out loud in uh, other contexts besides just church um and maybe your unbelieving friends or family or coworkers uh, know that you're a believer because you sing praises to God all the time. Um, <laughs> that has its way of keeping you in the faith because now your testimony is front of is in front of all those people too. Mm. So um, that has a way of keeping you um, accountable. Yeah, you know. Uh, so. I guess for just kind of a a thought towards the one who may feel himself drifting, you know, who may feel himself like 
oh, you know, I, I really need to be more tethered to the Lord. I'm kind of drifting away from him. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my, my encouragement for you today would be sing a new song to the Lord. Amen. You know, um, pay, sing, sing a song. It, it doesn't even have to be, uh, it, it could be one that you know. It could be one that you don't, uh, that you don't know, that you're learning for the first time. Sing a song to the Lord. Maybe it's in your room. Maybe it's in your car. Maybe it's out in a park or in a field when nobody's around. But sing. Listen to what you're singing. And think about the one you're singing to. Think about what he's done for you. Think about all his perfections, his love, his promises. Rekindle your love for God. Repent of your sins. Receive the grace to walk faithfully as one of his people here on earth until he returns. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Martin, for, you know, just sharing what worship is through music on this podcast. Um, And dear listener, I just wanted to encourage you, like, the reason why Tether was created is to help you gain a deeper understanding of how to abide in Christ in order to glorify Him and enjoy Him forever. And so, worshiping God through music can sometimes help you enjoy God more and more for yourself so you can be able to taste and see that He is good. And so hopefully, you know, this episode was encouraging for you today and really thankful for you, Martin, for just taking time to just share your heart about worship and thank you for sharing about your band. And hopefully the Lord through your music will help others come to understand the richness that the Bible has as a result of people listening to your music. So do you have any other final thoughts? I mean, I think that's, I think that's about it, actually. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming out to this podcast. We were excited to have you on. And so wanted to wish you all a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And we will see you next time here on Tethered. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family. 
please also tap the subscribe button to receive notifications when new episodes are published. You can also follow Tethered on Instagram by clicking on the link in the episode notes. Hope this episode has encouraged you, built you up, and blessed you. To God be the glory. See you next time. God bless.